You're listening to Nothing Important. Yeah. Welcome um, to the Nothing Important Podcast, where we have our friend Jeff on to disagree with everything the hosts say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like we're on okay. ESPN now. Like, we brought someone on just to disagree with our point. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. yeah. Please enjoy the show. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is my favorite color crayon, Dave. Dave, how you doing this uh, evening? Burnt Sayana. Nice. Dave and I also host the Better Better Call Saul podcast called It's All Good, Man. You can find that on iTunes or at itsallgoodman.com. On the third mic today, we have our friend Jeff, who spells his name with a G. Jeff, how are you doing this evening? How dare you? How dare you throw me into that class of person? Yeah, who's what is it? J E F G? Yes, it's J E F F G. It's a silent G. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very Eastern European. One yeah. of the le- one of the lesser known hip hop rappers from the '90s, Silent G. Silent G, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, gentlemen, I'm glad that you are here uh, for this week's show because we didn't have a show last week. We ran into some technical difficulties. Yeah, it's just fault. I'm kind of the king of tech- or technical difficulties for the show, so <laughs> keep the scene alive. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Dave and I haven't encountered before. We uh, we're we're still. I feel like because uh, this year we'll we'll start our third year of doing this, and I still feel like we are constantly learning and still making mistakes. So that's that's not a big deal at all. The the uh, two or three people that listened to us were probably a little despondent last week right. that there was no episode. But here we are this week. However, it's Labor Day. It was Labor Day weekend, so we'll just mm-hmm. use that as an excuse. And yeah. it will be posted eventually. I'm going to do some work on it and fix what I can of these technical difficulties and minimize them. And because it was a pretty damn funny conversation, <laughs> it was a good one Abs- for once. For once, yeah. It's about it's about time we did something good. So. uh Gentlemen, kind of an exciting day in uh, my life today uh, was my oldest daughter's first day of school. Wow. Wow. Kindergarten no preschool. No, kindergarten, man. It's, oh, it seems like it's kind of late in the year to start the day after or the weekend after Memorial or Labor Yeah, Mo- Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Well, we can't all afford to send our daughter to these fancy late starting schools. <laughs> the fancy late starting Chicago public school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With all their but, oh, so they were probably negotiating their salary for the first month of the school year or something. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so they they're already threatening a strike for October. So it's great because <laughs> did it, you enjoy it, your first month of school, dear? Yeah, <laughs> it's a school oh, taste. Oh, is really what it is. A yeah. taste. Yeah, Thanksgiving break this year is going to last from late September to early February. <laughs> <laughs> Then, because they're going to have to have makeup days, they're going to have to make up the Christmas vacation. <laughs> so this entire year <laughs> is just going to be about a six wash. weeks. It'll be about six yeah. weeks. Six educational it, weeks. It, it's kind of fun because I, I don't live too far away from the school that we're taking my daughter. And uh, as we're walking 
my daughter down there, she was all happy and giddy and super excited to start kindergarten, which is awesome. Cause you always think that they're going to cry and freak out. And, uh, that didn't happen until shit got real. And the teacher started walking them inside. And then my little girl just started. Bawling. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, you'll have, which is, which was awesome because, you know, I'm like, okay, well that that's expected. You know, she's like screaming like mommy, daddy. And, uh, I'm I'm just walking away. I'm telling my wife, don't look at her. Don't look right. at her. Just keep moving. <laughs> just keep moving. And then this I, is what I look real at my life wife. Is like. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just just a just a series of upsetting and scary. Yeah, there's moments. no safe spaces <laughs> in this kindergarten. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And uh my wife actually held up better than I thought she was. She barely cried at all. So I was actually <laughs> very, very She was crying and screaming. The kids crying and screaming. The newborn's crying and like, screaming because that's all she knows how to do. <laughs> yeah, it was like, okay, we're about, we're like, let's go get lunch. Even though it was, like, already 8.30 in the morning, I was like, <laughs> thinking about lunch. <laughs> that sounds about right. I was I was ready to rock, but uh, it, it it was great. It was uh, nice seeing her go to school for the first time. But before that, we tried to give her, like, a last two really kick-ass weeks of summer. Did you go someplace? Uh, you know, we, well, we uh, we went camping over the weekend, which is uh, absolutely interesting when you have a, a five year old and a uh, five year old and a two year old and you're camping in a tent. Not <laughs> not exactly recommended. Did they learn uh, the adult skills of pooping outside? No, but I did learn you can lock children in a tent if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. All you need, all you need is like a, uh, you know, like the little ties that come on loaves of bread. Yeah, yeah, twist ties. Yeah, just put that right right through the little loop of the <laughs> put that in right in the little loop of the zipper. Bam. Kids will, kids cannot figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> uh but we did yes. before that also we took her to uh Key Lime Cove, which is an indoor water park in Gurney, Illinois, kind of near uh Six Flags. Have you ever been to it's, uh indoor water it's park? It's part of Six Flags. Isn't it? Well, it's owned by the same people. I thought but, it was like with uh indoor water parks are what? Go ahead. Is that not that. the one that like comes with admission? Is there a different one? No, that's Hurricane Harbor, no. if I believe. Oh, okay. Or if I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, there's Hurricane Harbor in Six Flags, but the people that own Six Flags also own this place called Key Lime Cove, which is an indoor water park slash hotel just across the street from Six Flags itself. And I think it ruined um, water parks for me. Why is that? Because, well... Yeah, you know, there's the typical everybody talks about how people pee in the pool. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and of course this is a family thing. They have the arcade and they have restaurants and stuff. It's basically a big warehouse that they built a hotel in. It's just a big resort. But since I have children, um, you know, you're just kind of accustomed to the fact that, you know, people are gonna pee in the pool and somebody might puke in the pool, but uh when you have a two-year-old, the rules are that they have to wear a swim diaper. Okay. Now, I thought a swim diaper was just like a regular diaper, but maybe more made out of more plastic and maybe not as like a, maybe not as porous. So you know, like when you put them in, it, it won't like fill up like a regular uh-huh. diaper, and they won't <laughs> sink to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we're swimming yeah. with my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, and I set her on the side of the pool. And I noticed like this brown uh, colored water start <laughs> emanating from her, from her, uh, her, her ass. And I'm like, oh shit, she pooped. And I'm like, well, what's a uh, swim diaper for? And then I realized 
A swim diaper isn't meant to keep anything in except for the solid poop. But if you add solid poop with chlorine water, uh, all poop pretty much becomes <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> yes. And now there's it, this place is packed. So now I'm running around trying to find a place where I can inconspicuously change my little girl. Cause we were like far away from the dressing room. And at the whole time I'm running with her, there's this brown water dripping all over her, <laughs> myself and all over the oh floor. Oh my God. And I just remember thinking, well, well now I got to go wipe that up. Right. But it's literally like 200 yards of brown liquid. <laughs> and as I changed her, and uh, cleaned her up and cleaned up as much as I could. I set her back in the pool and I sit there and think, well, what if she, what if she shits again? And then I like look up and there's just a sea of toddlers who are all probably doing the same thing. So I was okay with peeing in the pool, but now I just realized every time you go to a water park, you're pretty much swimming in shit water also. Absolutely. I think the CDC actually just did a study on that that said like, there's more fecal matter in a pool than there is urine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so this got me curious and I was looking things up also, Jeff, and you know, how, like you jump in a chlorine pool and your eyes sting and you're like, oh man, they wants to put a lot of chlorine in the pool. Uh -huh. Nope. That's not, that's not too much chlorine. That's too much piss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much exactly. So you get pee in your eyes. <laughs> it's like my prom it's night. Scary. <laughs> it's like my first communion pretty much is is what it's like so um i i'm like super hesitant to ever return to a water park ever well again. now i am, I am too to i am totally not in like we went to my parents house uh for labor day weekend and you know hung out and stuff and we have to drive by the fairview pool or the fairview mm -hmm. fairview pool uh on main yeah. street which you guys know uh and it was packed to the gills because it's like the last day because it's Labor Day weekend. And the last day is supposed to be like dog day. Like uh, they, they close the pool on Labor Day and then they open up the next day and you can take your dogs there. Oh, but well, which is fun, <laughs> which is fun for the dogs. But essentially they're saying, hey, let's put your dogs into a septic tank <laughs> uh, and let them just batter around it and then take it back into your house. It's not a big deal. It, it'll be super fun for them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so that got me thinking, is is there anything that people willingly subject themselves to that's grosser than going to a water park? Because like, it's in your ears, it's in your mouth, it's in your eyes, and I honestly am not sure if I can go to a water park ever again. Is it any worse than swimming in a river like the Kankakee? See, that's funny you brought that up. I think a river would probably be ideal because at least there's some sort of current. But it's just <laughs> washing know, more like shit downstream. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a lot that. it's a lot larger volume of water though, so it's moving faster and it's moving a lot more mm. stuff out of the way. So yeah. I think I, I honestly right. think that'd be okay. If it's a lake though, like Lake Clinton down here, which is the lake that's heated by the power plant, the uh -huh. nuclear power plant <laughs> that's there, that's probably a terrible, terrible place to be all the time. Cause it's See, hot, so bacteria just breathe. Is that grow why I pulled out a crappie with five tumors in its face from that lake? <laughs> a blinky? No joke. Had five tumors growing out of his face. Oh, dude, that's probably exactly uh, why. Yeah. And that, see, I spoke earlier about how we went camping. My parents, it's not really camping per se, because it's not like we, we, we camped in tents, but my parents belong to one of these campgrounds where you pay for your spot 
for the entire year. It's like $1,200 for the entire yeah. year and you can do up your spot however you want. So for example, my parents have a travel trailer, uh, cause they like to pull it with the truck and go to all sorts of boring ass places. <laughs> but in the meantime, they, they park here at the campground. They have a nice wooden deck built on it with like an awning and a nice fire pit. My dad even, uh, tilled up the entire lawn of his lot and reseeded it and made it look all nice. So when me and, and my family came, we uh, all put tents in the yard. So it looked like a hobo camp next to this uh, somewhat nice camper. And they have a lake where everybody can swim. But at the same time, they have geese fucking everywhere and swimming in the lake. And it's not like it's a giant. It's not like Lake Michigan. It's not a giant right. lake. It's just it's probably slightly better than a retention pond. It's probably <laughs> like some ditch that they built for a coal mine. <laughs> a hundred years ago that filled up with water and they're like, oh, we'll just stick like a couple buoys in this bitch, put some docks around it. Ta-da. Swimming hole. Ta-da. Away, just, that's exactly what that is. It's down Mine exactly. Road, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Out near, out near Coal yeah. City where uh, for those of you listening across the country and in Europe, yes, there's a city called Coal City. And, um, Coal and I'm just city. sitting there looking at this oh, and all yeah. I can think of, this is, uh, Goose poop soup. <laughs> like that's all I can think about this lake. And my daughters wanted to swim so much, but I, I couldn't let them. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. And my mom brought up a great point because she says uh, we used to swim in lakes like this all the time when you were little. Right. But I, I, I don't think I could do it as an. Adult. You didn't understand so the, the finer points of goose shit. So here's right. the thing that I get yelled at for at at both my jobs and. I work in pharmacies. I work uh, at a retail pharmacy and in a hospital pharmacy. And Brian, you lived with me for enough years to where we're common law married. Uh, yes, you know yes, that sir. I like to leave my food, just kind of sit out and get to room temperature. <laughs> and then sense, yeah. I will eat that, uh, even if <laughs> well, it's a day old or so. Real quick, it's not even room temperature, because I remember one time when we had... When we were in the band, you and I went to University of Illinois to flyer for a show that we had, and uh, you went to Jimmy John's and got a sandwich with extra mayo. Yes. And you ate it, and as we repassed my truck, because you are the slowest eater I've ever seen in my life, also you true. had over half of a sandwich left. You wrapped it up and stuck it in the exposed bed of my truck, mm-hmm. which it sat in the sun for about five hours on yes. a 90-degree day, and yes. then when we returned to the truck... You unwrapped it and ate it like nothing ever happened. Absolutely, because I believe in something called challenging your immune system. Just like when people work out, you're challenging your muscles and stuff, and you have to mm-hmm. you have to stress them and right. break them down right. in order to actually gain more muscle. The same mm-hmm. thing happens to your digestive tract and immune system. So <laughs> have you- by introducing more bacteria to it, but not enough to overwhelm it, but just enough to where they're like, hey, Guys, okay, well, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to play. You actually, <laughs> you build up uh, something into your gut to where you can withhold and withstand more things. So I like to think that my, uh, what is it, 15 years now that we've been hanging out, <laughs> uh, I've built up something to where I could do the Oregon Trail and not get dysentery. Ah, I was just going to make a dysentery joke. <laughs> so now if that was in a, well, well, in a controlled environment... That would be a viable excuse, but you're kind of just leaving it up to the laws of nature and come what may. So I'm just going to go and say it's bullshit. Well, it's the same as people not vaccinating their kids. You know, you, you vaccinate your kid, they get exposed to something. 
then they 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 probably won't get it. You know, I eat but something they make it that autism. <laughs> yeah, but but some autistic kids are really cool. So yeah, and they can do yeah, really cool all. stuff. Well, I will say uh, this though: I I'm a hypocrite. I'm just giving you a bunch of crap because if you've seen my house, that is the same excuse that I give. It's like, oh, I don't get sick. Exactly. <laughs> Even- I get a cold from time to time. I but have I actually been like nasty? I was to say, but I have I actually been like diarrhea, flu, growth, you know, like oh my god, I can't do anything sick. Not in probably twenty years. Right. Me and me and uh, Jeff almost did the Jeff and Brian show there, Dave. Yeah, should have. I could have yeah. stayed at work. Well, you you jumped in seriously like a minute after we started, so it was like it was <laughs> actually like, okay, we'll just wait for it. it was actually hilarious to see your video. Just sitting there with you smoking a cigarette, not doing anything. I was listening to you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was turning my computer on, doing all that fun stuff. Listening to you guys. Blab. Nice, 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we ready? So Anthony Jeselnik fucking sucks. Yeah, we can do this. Anthony <laughs> Jeselnik sucks. Wait, shut up. Anthony Jeselnik sucks? Yeah, I don't like him. Why not? Start the show. <laughs> oh, come on. I told Brian I wanted maybe we can talk a little stand-up tonight. All right. All right. Did anybody else just hear a doorbell? <laughs> what was that all about? No. No? Oh, okay. That might have been Facebook. Okay, hold on. Let me close Facebook since you're both on. Or your um, email program, maybe. Mine yeah. beeps, dings your, at me. Or your oh. email notification dildo. Mm-hmm. Like that's an e dildo. Yeah, it's an, yeah. It's like one of those things where uh, you know how there's the the grand internet social experiments where people can log onto a website and you can have people from all over the world controlling like uh, the color of a light bulb in a room or maybe a remote control car that like cruises around the house. Yeah. No, that, that's pretty much how the e dildo works. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I personally choose can- I personally choose the uh, the Samsung Fist. Because it's more universal, it uses USB instead of a proprietary connection. Is it USB two or three though? Well, it's a three, so you get a better oh. bandwidth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is like 2016, Dave. Yeah, seriously. Well, I mean, how much information? How many ones and zeros you need to send to a dildo? It's like vibrate and vibrate faster. Oh, obviously, you've never experienced it. So, or is this like a fully a fully robotic hand that actually does open and close and move around and stuff? That's gonna yes. be that's gonna be the Samsung Dill Desk Four, which will be coming out <laughs> next year. Yeah, they they previewed it at last year's Consumer Electronics Show, but yeah. <laughs> but the big debut is gonna be this year. You know, they want to build the hype. Right, that's crazy because so, I'm still on the Dill Desk One. Oh so, man, you need to upgrade that shit. Yeah, so, exactly. but that sucks because mm-hmm. if you're on the if you're on the Dill Desk One, that means every time you go to use it, you have to wait for some updates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty good about their you know upgrading their firmware. The software takes a little time sometimes, but the firmware is pretty good. What I would say is, I mean, they probably, it's just covered in plastic. There's no actual metal, you know, that could actually make it feel like it has heft and weight and push <laughs> ability and stuff like that. You know, because they think they make them that. on a 3D printer these days. Oh, come on. Not everything can be made on a 3D printer. Not a good fist. <laughs> Trust me, I've worked with cadavers and I've tried to replicate several times. My dad sells caskets. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> All the cadaver fists that you could take home. You're listening to Nothing Important.
All right, gentlemen. So, uh, Greg Johnson, creator of Toe Jam and Earl, yeah. contacted us again. How'd that go? He, uh, awesome. Okay, so uh, we we kind of talked about this on the on the last show that was uh, recorded, and uh, we didn't get to put out last week. Uh, but once again, we were super excited that he got picked up by Adult Swim Games. They're going to help him fund uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. They're going to put it on consoles for him. Uh, throw him a little money and promotion on Adult Swim, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah. So super. That sounds like a match made in heaven. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And he actually called us and uh, left a message about the progress of the game, which Dave is going to play now. Beep, bop, boop, boop, beep, bop, boop, doo, dee, dee. Hello. I am Dave Johnson. Hey, Brian. This is Greg Johnson. Um, hey, I thought I'd just leave you a quick message on uh, your question about what it's like to work with Adult Swim. So the short answer is amazing. They're, they've been so great. Um, you probably know, in fact, I'm sure you do, about the history of the games and, uh, you know, the publishers with Togemino 1 and 2. And the reason why I was wary about working with the publisher, I didn't intend to do that. In fact, you know, when I ran the Kickstarter campaign, that was one of the platforms was I wanted to have the freedom to build the game the way I wanted to this time. So, um, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was very hesitant, I guess. And when they approached me, um, I wasn't too initially too inclined, but it, as it happened, um, there's a lot of Toe Jam and Earl fans at Adult Swim. And uh, several of them have even backed the uh, Kickstarter campaign. And uh, when they told me that they wanted to really let me kind of have the freedom to realize the vision of the game that I wanted to make, um, that things have been even better than I anticipated they've been. uh, hands off when it comes to creative, but offering great feedback, being a really supportive resource, uh, in just all the best things you can imagine. So, uh, um, so far it's been wonderful. I expect it to continue and, um, it's just, you know, going into packs is just exciting. You know, they're, they're doing so much. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Tug and costumes and pins and live music and uh just uh all all kinds of stuff so um yeah we'll we'll see but i'm i'm pretty excited feeling good i hope that answers your question and thank you for the support uh as always much appreciated already bye what i like about that voicemail is uh one of the things i liked about greg is he's a talker yeah (laughs) yeah 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 he is (laughs) yeah uh, not, not that it's bad, not, not that it's bad at all, but the man, the man, the man could talk. And, uh, when I, uh, when I talked to him over the phone, I was all excited. I said, well, do me a favor, uh, send me a voicemail about what it's like to, uh, work for adult swim games. And I thought he'd call back and say, man, working for adult swim games is super cool. And it'd be all of 20 seconds, right. but it's a good, <laughs> good three minute, <laughs> three minute, uh, three minute message that he left us. And I, I'm, I'm happy that everything is going well. I can't wait for the game to come out in 2017. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, you heard it, but just the way he describes it is what struck me. He's still excited the, about it. And, exactly. His excitement right. is what got me that he's just, yes, I can actually do what I want. <laughs> and he's going to get to do what he wants, <laughs> which is even cooler. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. And today he actually sent us a uh, he sent us a sampler CD that's the uh, sample of the music that is going to be in the new Toe Jam and Earl game. I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, maybe on next week's episode or something, we'll throw something up uh, just to help him out. Yeah, I was uh, going to say this week, but let's get his permission first. Yep, totally. Uh, but if anybody has ever played Toe Jam and Earl or you're interested in a really like oddball uh, series of games, I would definitely recommend looking up uh, Toe Jam and Earl on the old school Sega Genesis. You could probably look up Toe Jam and Earl 2. Uh, that is a great game as well, albeit different. And you could just go ahead and skip Toe Jam and Earl 3 on the Xbox because that was kind Man. of a hunk of shit. <laughs> uh, but to- it it to- wasn't a hunk of shit because of, of Greg Johnson. He It was a hunk of shit because uh, he was trying to get funding and all that, and the people that kind of produced it helped him produce it, put in so many restrictions. Like they made one of the characters like a – like a gangster rapper and they cussed in it and and that's totally not toe jam and earl at all yeah they took away from his creative influence on the game and how he wanted it to be right absolutely so i I can't wait to see how it uh turns out next year uh make sure to uh you know keep listening to this podcast i'm sure we'll talk to greg again and also uh make sure to go to i believe it's toe jam and check it out and the progress on that but to coincide jeff Years and years ago, you and I were sitting in the basement of the of our fraternity house, which I'll just go ahead and say it is Delta Sigma Phi. So if there's any uh, Delta Sigma Phi people out there, feel free to invite us to come hang out at your house. We'll be more than happy to be the old ass people hanging out your fraternity house. Who has nothing else to do? Who will be weird creeps? Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, 15 years ago, we were sitting in the basement early September of 2011. And uh, I remember sitting in the basement with you, mm-hmm. and there was a group of about 10 of us. Dave, you weren't there, but there was a group of 10 of us just drinking in the basement of the fraternity house. And then the weirdest thing we've ever seen came on the TV. It was Harvey Birdman, like repurposed uh, repurposed animation from old school Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And they made Harvey Birdman, which is just a, kind of a funny ripoff of uh, Birdman. Bob Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> yeah, from the DC company. Yes, <laughs> from <laughs> from DC Comics, except for he was a lawyer, and they had the multicultural pals, <laughs> and uh, obviously a send up of uh, Super Friends. And I remember it was just a bunch of ethnic stereotypes, like the French tickler, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I Jesse like Jackson, a, yeah, and Jesse Jackson who was holding a rainbow over his dick, yes, because <laughs> of course Jesse Jackson has the Rainbow Coalition and all that. And uh, I can't believe that was 15 years ago, man. No, man, we were sitting so long. I remember us sitting down there. I, I didn't even know what we were doing. We were just sitting down there, probably eating dinner or something, or finishing dinner because we probably had an event like right before that and we're watching on a 13 inch tv in the corner (laughs) like nothing else and all of a sudden uh that and the very first episode of aqua teen came on and it started out i believe it started out with home movies Mm -hmm. as we kind of just watched because it was a cartoon and we had nothing else to do and we (laughs) didn't watch football right so because we're dorks and we don't watch football so uh, <laughs> we we decided to go with that. And it was just something intriguing. And we sat there the whole night and it just became a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember the initial thoughts, too. We were all like, what the fuck was that? Like, what happened to Cartoon Network? <laughs> like, like, exactly. Because yeah. it got way fucked up. I mean, like, especially when it got to Aqua Teen. Oh, yeah. Then it got mm-hmm. way fucked up. 
And I, I think what they did is because I, I've watched uh, Cartoon Network since its inception because everybody knows I'm a huge animation fan. And uh, there was no warning or previews or anything about Adult Swim. It was just it turned into Adult Swim. I remember it had a not like now where they have the black screen and the anvil noise and the text on the screen. There used to be like an announcement that all kids got out of the pool and then yeah. it was really awkward. But that yeah, wasn't was, until like a couple weeks in. Ah. Uh, and it would show like a pool, you know, and like all kids out of the pool and, and yeah, but it was a few weeks in before they even started those bumps, like to say that this is a special block of really crazy shit that's going yeah, on. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice that all these years later, of course, we're into this uh, podcast venture and, you know, that gave us the opportunity to talk to uh, somebody that I've got, you know, I've really enjoyed their work. You know, Greg Johnson, creator of Toe Jam and Earl came on our show. And then uh, a year and a half later, Adult Swim becomes a uh, becomes a financier and a uh, producer of the new Toe Jam and Earl game. So it's just a, it's just kind of a funny way that things come full circle. Yeah, fifteen years ago is a long time. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, her family wants Was to go born to Disney that World year? this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hush, and that's fine. And it's fine that she was, but her uh, her family wants to go to Disney World. And I guess the new thing at Disney World is you prepay for stuff, so you get a wristband, and it kind of connects to everything. Huh. You just yeah, you know, push it against something. <laughs> yeah, it just the wristband connects to all the up and down stuff. <laughs> and uh, uh, they were like, "Well, you get to put a name on it. So, what do you want your name to be?" And they're all picking their fun names. So mine was Swifty from Rick and Swifty. Morty's greatest song that saved the world. Oh, Swifty, yes, get Swifty, yeah. Rick and Morty, Dave. Have you have you ever watched Rick and Morty? I never watched Rick and Morty. I watched one episode and I couldn't get into it. That's the Back uh, to dude, the Future. You got to give it right? a, give give it a couple episodes because it's totally yeah, worth it. It's totally is amazing. that the Back to yeah. the Future ripoff show? Uh, yes, <laughs> it is actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's exactly how it started yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> Dave. Uh, so I was talking to you and. Uh, Here's the here's the thing about me. I I know dick about shit. <laughs> like and I'm terrible <laughs> with pop culture. It's, it's funny because we talk to uh, some decently famous people who have done some awesome things, and I feel like sometimes the show should just be called "Let's Talk to People." Brian gives a shit about me because it's such a small <laughs> pool of people. Uh, you were asking me about stand up comics today, and outside of the ones that we've talked to on the show, and maybe a handful of others, I have no frame of reference of who you were talking about. Uh, but the way you describe the comedy to me is it's offensive for the sake of being offensive. Yes. Yeah. But you described it as dead baby jokes. Aren't dead baby jokes offensive for the sake of being offensive? Yeah, but they're like, they are sure. not, but they're not offensive at all. Well, that, the thing <laughs> is, I guess my point was if every single joke you tell is supposed to be offensive, if you're being offensive right, yeah. just for the sake of being offensive, like that's fine, but I need straight jokes in there. I need something to give, you know, to reset the palate and not just like cuz I don't want to go, "Oh, oh, did he just say that?" after every fucking thing you say. You know, it's like well, write a who? joke. You're replacing it's the same problem I have with sausage party at times where you re, you're replacing writing something actually clever for something that's just offensive. Well, Dave, who are you actually talking about? I'm talking about Anthony Jeselnik. I totally disagree. Mm. All right, debate me. Counterpoint. Let's go. 
it's fine. Okay. Uh, I will say that the comedy of Anthony Jeselnik is just fine because of the way he approaches it as total two lines. Set up, punchline. Set up, punchline, set up, punchline. And I understand that actually his entire style of comedy for the most part is your dead baby joke meme that you're talking about. And that's what they, they're all supposed to be shocking and stuff. Uh But if they're set up properly, I'll be honest, I could watch that for an hour, hour and a half. I just can't do it. Like it's it's sometimes you can like predict, not even really predict what he's saying, but I don't know. Just like, you know, it's not going to, if it's always a twist, then there's no longer a twist. I could see that. I, and I could see what you're saying, but like if that to me, like when I watch his, his stand up, his specials uh-huh. that he's had on Netflix and Comedy Central and his very short lived show uh, that was on Comedy Central, uh, it was very non sequitur. And maybe that's just my type of comedy. No, I'm, I'm that, fine that with non-sequitur. that. Go ahead. That's your point. That's your counterpoint. Well, <laughs> yes. uh, my counterpoint is I agree with what you say. The the, the thing got <laughs> choppy. Um, no, it's just, I guess it's just the fact that it just seems like every joke he wants that reaction of ooh, you know, like did he just say that? And if that's your whole thing, then you're a one trick pony, and I get tired of one trick ponies real fucking quick. Like that's Louis C.K. will do a did you just say that joke, and then he'll say some something just stupid or make a funny impression that he thinks is funny, you know. Change it up. You got to have a little set flow. You got to have some dynamics, you know. Oh, I'm, okay. I mean, and I'm fine with completely one. I, I actually started watching Louis C.K. after that, and uh, John London is that his name? Mm-hmm. He opened up a special. Started, he's a one-liner or two-liner, a Mitch Hedberg type. Yeah, you know, I'm a big Mitch Hedberg fan, but. It's just, yeah, it's just when it's repeatedly offensive or, you know, you're going for the same reaction with every delivery, and he creeps me the fuck out. He just creeps me the fuck out. Well, I think that... He looks like he, he wants to murder the room and eat everybody's face. Yes, and I will agree with that. He looks like, to me, that he wants to murder everyone. Uh, he's got that... Oh, how to how to describe it? That, like, popular football guy type face in high school. The classically you know, handsome jock face. The classically handsome jock face that, at the same time, you know, peaked in high school. So, f- 10 years later, when you see him at a bar, they look the same. They're still doing the same shtick and stuff. He, that, that's what he looks like. <laughs> and was, maybe that's what I expect, because I've been watching him for, like, five years on television. Five, seven years on television. And I expect that kind of shock mm-hmm. or that that very offensive type thing to happen but i'll be honest i i don't know how offensive it's going to be or where it's going to go to to that next point yeah. which is what to me makes it entertaining still yeah well maybe it's also the fact that i just don't get offended very easily neither so, do i i mean i don't get offended by anything so i really like funny when other people get a, yeah i really like when other people get offended yes because i don't right because it's always been my mantra that it's not my job not to offend you. It's your job not to be offended. Yes. I would agree with that. And, yeah. Speaking of which. I, w- <laughs> I would also agree. And I have, I have never, uh, I have no idea who you guys are talking about. <laughs> I mean, outside of like Louis C.K., uh, I have no clue who the hell you're talking about. 
Uh, but now my goal is, uh, as soon as we get off the phone, I'm going to reach out to his management <laughs> and I'm going to try to get him Fantastic. on the show and, uh, Dave can tell him how much he thinks he sucks. I don't want to do that to a <laughs> Fantastic. Face. Well, you won't don't because worry, it'll be over the phone. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to tell him how much he sucks. It's not, he might revel in that though. I don't have the balls to do it and I don't want to <laughs> go toe to toe with somebody that talks for a living. And has to be witty for a living. That I'll actually get has. I'll get owned. He'll prove how funny he actually can be <laughs> at my expense. I don't want to give him that opportunity. He's totally <laughs> the third-rate Jeffrey Ross of the roasts that happened on Comedy Central. <laughs> like, he's never going to be the host, but he's always one of the people who's always there. Yes. So he's like he's turned into Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> essentially. Is it true that he dates or dated Amy Schumer and writes a bunch of her jokes? He did at a point. Okay, because I don't think they she's don't, funny either. <laughs> they don't. Well, then I guess that's to your point then. So, touche salesman. I too have an uncle. <laughs> well, I guess we'll I guess we'll find out where we when we have this guy on the show. You get yeah. Anthony Jeselnik on the show, and I might be busy that day. <laughs> All right, and then anybody out there listening, then you can stay tuned for. The Jeff and Brian show when we talk shit to whoever this guy is on Dave's behalf. <laughs> so, you know, this guy that's like on our podcast, it's not even my podcast. I'm just a guest. I'm just here. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. guy that I'm taking the place for totally fucking hates you. Oh, uh, he was he was shit talking and, you and so he, bad. He, Did he, I ever he say thinks I you have him? a small penis. He thinks you have a small penis and can't read good. That, yeah, I heard it. He was drawing pictures and everything. Did I ever yeah. say I hated him? No, you didn't. Yes. Did you I? didn't, but in our inference, <laughs> you did. Well, I guess if you want to infer that. Yeah. But I also wanted to talk about when I when I mentioned uh, to Brian that I had switched specials and I was watching Louis C.K. And he came back with five years ago, funny Louis C.K. or preachy, but famous for a little while, Louis C.K. And I didn't take any of that away because it was the new stand-up and I didn't take any preachiness or anything away from it. Would you care to expound on that? Maybe get Louis C.K. Uh, on. You can tell him how much he sucks now. No, no. I'll tell him he's preachy. I don't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I know you won't. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. I like I like Louis C.K. I think his show uh, is absolutely genius. But I feel like after he kind of got a bigger mic, he kind of fell into the trap that a lot of people do when they get a bigger mic. And they kind of uh, leave what their base was a little bit and kind of become a little bit more preachy because their words have a little bit more yeah. weight. Yeah, I'll tell oh. him that. I didn't, I didn't get that. As a matter of fact, I didn't infer that from his podcast or from his stand-up special. I feel I did I, because I watched a lot of his early stuff. I really got into Louie, and then everything after that, I felt like, man, he's just kind of really. Uh, he throws little jabs. Nah, I, I guess he was throwing little jabs I, in there. I think you got to take. You cannot take Louie the show as like the same thing as his stand-up. Because his stand-up is something that he does and he works on and he, you know, he changes. But when he has the show, the show he writes in a certain way to where he, yeah, he is trying to say a message and it's trying to be some shitty, uh, like, guess what? Life sucks. Right. Or, you know, this sucks. and this is, Or this is real life type message. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he tries to portray that sometimes in his stand-up. But, I mean the show also has to follow a storyline to some point. Yeah. So he has to have a beginning and an end to that for 13 episodes that are going to be on, on, on the channel. So mm-hmm. 
uh, I agree that, yeah, he's gotten more preachy, but I disagree in the fact that it has taken away from what he says and does because uh, I feel the way that he says and does stuff is still has an honesty to it, especially the show that he had that got canceled. It was like a, was it a YouTube show or Netflix show or something? something? It got canceled after like three episodes, but they did all 13 and it had like Alan Alda in it hmm. or and a bunch of famous people. Uh, but they just didn't like it because it was it ended with like someone dying or you know it was just like, hey, guess what? Uh, whatever. Well, those are those are all fair points, Jeff. But uh, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, Louis C.K. is going to be very pissed when uh, we get him on the show and we tell him how much Dave said he sucks. <laughs> I, was I say, can't believe I can't believe Dave said that I was out say, loud. Yeah. Welcome um, to Nothing Important podcast where we have our friend Jeff on to disagree with everything the hosts say. <laughs> yes i feel like we're on okay. espn now like we brought someone on just to disagree with our point mm-hmm. like absolutely yeah another, like, another reference gonna... brian doesn't get but brian espn's full of like five or six shows where the entire basis of the show is that two people have opposing points and <laughs> yes. they will always have polar opposite points and yell at each other and that's that that is actually the whole the only thing that the network has yeah. it has small highlights and people who don't disagree about things that don't matter. All right, Dave, you can stop recording now. Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.